Here we are again, looking in 1 Peter. Today I'm going to read for you 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each one of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Today we're going to be looking at this just short little section, and we're going to overlay it with why community is important and how to live in community. So in verse 7, when it starts off talking about the world is coming uh, to an end real soon, it says, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Uh, A lot of times I think when we pray, we just kind of think of it as almost a checkoff list. I hear the things I want, God, or hear the things I need you to be part of my life on. Uh, Prayer is more than that. It's really seeking God and listening for the answers that he's giving you. It's really taking the time to say, what is it that needs to be done and how do you want to use me doing that? Yeah, and then verse 8, he talks about maintaining constant love for one another since love covers a multitude of sin. And love doesn't hide the sin, but it's this idea that it forgives. And it's the thing that allows community to continue. When we love constantly and we choose to forgive, we're willing to not hold on to every offense because those are the things that can break community. And we have to choose to do this, especially when we don't feel like it. And I think sin that breaks community can especially come up when we're experiencing hard times or we're feeling opposition because we're spiritual minorities. And so in those moments, Peter is saying, hold on to love. Let that be the thing that defines your community. Maybe you've experienced uh, the ugly side of community where it doesn't really feel like community at all. It feels like disunity. It feels like you're in opposition. It feels like um, you are not getting your needs met. You're not feeling the love. You're not feeling like you're part of something. One of the easiest things to do when we feel that is to bolt. Just, I'm out of here. I'm not going to, I don't want to be part of that. I can't stand being with those people or I, I just don't want to be around that. It, I don't need that in my life. Actually, when you're hurt by community, the only way to get true healing is from community. And so that covering the multitude of sins, acting in love, is the first step in recognizing that it's going to be the community that heals you as well. It can be, again, as simply as hospitality, sharing your home or a meal. Hospitality levels the playing field. Sharing a meal with someone, um, breaking bread, as the old used to say, spending time eating together, laughing together, levels the playing field. Community can begin again when we take the time to show hospitality. Yeah, so Peter's talking about building up the community through prayer, through loving each other, through hospitality, through doing life together, and through using the gifts that God's given you, whether he says whether it's speaking or serving, really doing that thing that God has gifted you at for his glory. 
And when we do that together, it builds community. And I think when we hear this, we think, that sounds great. I would love to find a community like that. And the reality is community is hard and it's messy because we're messy. And we don't find community, we build it. All of these things take effort and intention. They don't just happen. We have to prioritize them and commit to doing those together. Just as a weird side note, what comes to my mind when Parker says those things, because I don't want us to overlook it, is community is being built. It's not found. We can't use our PTO time on community. You can't just say, well, not today. I'll just use some points on that. It is imperative if we are calling ourselves a Christian community, if we are committed to the community, that we're not using PTO time. We're taking the time to build it, no matter what the situation is. Yeah, we really need to reset our lives for relationships. If this is important, if we think that community is important and we think that this is how we grow together, we talked about when we went over our identity statement that community is doing life together, right? If we think that that's true, we have to orient our lives around community. And sometimes that means that we might need to take the lead. Instead of looking for someone else to reach out, instead of looking for someone else to to be hospitable or to, to extend the invitation, we might need to be the one to do that. And if we're honest, I think that that can be uh, uncomfortable and that can be scary. And it takes courage to be vulnerable in those situations. But when we do those things, it's so worth it. And I think a lot of times when we don't recognize the importance of community when life is going great. Or when we feel like life is going great. But man, when life is hard and it's not as easy as we want it to be, those are the times when the importance of community really shines through and we're walking through those situations together. One quote that I read said, a deep connected life with others requires a new set of priorities and a, and a new set of life rhythms. We all love the idea of community as a community doing things together and making an impact for the Lord, using our gifts and talents together in our community and for our community. But we don't always carve out the time that it takes to build the community. I think a lot of times my temptation is to say, oh, what am I going to get out of this community? Or what is the community going to do for me? Actually, need to kind of reverse that thinking and say, how can I build into the community? What are the things that I can do that will create community. Recently, uh, Sherry made lasagna uh, for my family during uh, Graham's wedding time. We were kind of stressed out and had a lot going on. She took the time to make some lasagna, some garlic bread, a nice salad. It was the day before her birthday. Are you kidding me? That could not have been convenient. She took the time to be part of a community and bless us. It, It was so appreciated. I felt deeply connected to her in community because of the sacrifices she undoubtedly did, let alone it was very delicious. And we're not saying to build community just so that we can have a bunch of friends and that we can just hang out together and we have a shared interest and we can just do cool things together. We want to build community for the glory of God. We want to build community that follows him, is centered around his word, that does life together, and that lives generously 
so that we can make an impact in our community, so that we can plant seeds and water seeds and pray that God grows them. So this week, as you read these verses and think about ways that we can build community, think about those four areas, prayer, choosing to love each other, doing life together and showing hospitality, and using the gifts that God has given you. What are some ways that you can do those four things in our community? We're looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. Hope you'll join us for that conversation. And lastly, I leave you with this question. Who needs community? We all need community.